You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello and welcome to episode 179 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey everybody, Sean back at you here. I've got another, as you guessed it, exciting episode for you this week. As you can tell by the title, I'm thinking about getting myself a new car. Why am I doing that? Well, we'll get into that in just a moment. I thought what we could talk about actually, uh, before we get into a new car decision and the factors that go along with that, we'd go over my previous car history because I've got an album on Facebook that I'm just going to pull up here called, get this, Sean's Car History. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so the first car I bought uh, was in the year 1999. It was, I believe, December of that year. It was the year after graduating from university because I graduated in the fall in, or the spring of 99. Uh, worked through the summer for my dad at his construction company and then... I think around September, got a job at Tim Hortons, the coffee shop. It was the only thing I could get after graduating from university, and I hated it. So uh, after three months, they fired me because I was not a team player, apparently. Probably because I was miserable and uh, couldn't get a real job. So what do you do when you get fired from a job? A week later, you buy yourself your first car, and it was a 1985 Chevrolet Citation. You probably never heard of that. Uh, just think of the old Chevy Chevettes from the 80s, and it's just like that, only a little bit bigger. Mine was golden in color. Moss gold, I think they called it. I can't remember. That's, uh, that's a long time ago. It was four-door car, hatchback, uh, didn't run really well, but it was only $500, so I bought it, and we fixed it up. I drove that for about a year, maybe a year and a half. It was always breaking down. The doors wouldn't uh, close properly in the winter. Uh, I put a 4x4 sticker on the back and a, a hood scoop from a 1969 Mustang on, on, the, on the hood. And I had uh, my dad's dingle balls all around the uh, perimeter of the, of the windows. So it, it, was, uh, it was quite the machine. And I called it the Love Rocket. I was going to... Uh, paint that on the back, but I never did get around to it. Uh, and then um, after that broke down, I, uh, I needed something else. So my dad got me from an auction sale, he got me a 1987 Buick Park Avenue, and it was gray or silver, I guess. And it was a beast. It had one of those hoods that opened up backwards. So not the normal way, but uh, from the, uh, the hinges were in the front instead of by the windows. Uh, four door, Full bench seats, leather interior. It, it was fancy enough that it had um, the speedometer in digital form, not just the needle. So it felt like I was going to warp. Uh, and then what I did was I painted a giant Delta shield from Star Trek on it, on the hood. 
and I painted underneath the uh, the doors like a like a space blue color to make it look like warp engines, and I stenciled NCC 1701D on the back just because that's the registry of the Enterprise, and I drove that around for about a year, and then what happened was I was uh, heading back home to North Bay. I was visiting in the Sioux for the weekend, and I was heading back to North Bay, and um, it was snowy, and it was black ice, and I spun around the opposite side onto the highway and landed uh, face down in the ditch, uh, and the car was not exactly totaled, but the frame was all bent. Uh, I was okay, but uh, I was without a car for for a few months, actually, and that was, that, that was not good, because uh, I didn't like not having a car to get around. And I had to rely on the kindness of co-workers to pick me up. And, you know, just, I don't like having to rely on other people. So then, what did I do after that? Well, my mom gave me her 1990 Chevrolet Celebrity Station Wagon. That thing was an old gray beast as well. Lots of cargo space, lots of room. And, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, it was a grandma car. But it was free, so I drove it around. Because why not, right? Or if it wasn't free, I think I traded for a, a computer desk that they wanted. So they traded my computer desk for their car, whatever it was. That's a long time ago. Can't really remember. Uh, I drove that around for about a oh, year, year and a half. Uh, and when I had that, actually, I met Lynn North Bay and we got together. She needed a car. And since we had moved in together, we bought a 2002 Chevy. It wasn't a Sunfire. Was it a Sunfire? No, it was a Chevy Cavalier. That's what it was. It was a, a yellow two-door Cavalier Standard. And I didn't know how to drive Standard, but Lynn did. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, the best thing that came out of that relationship was that she taught me how to drive Standard. So that was good. And then we moved up to Timmins. That relationship fell apart and I had to go bankrupt and all that stuff. So I gave the car back to the dealership. The station wagon I, I sold to, uh, to a guy at work ended up with my mom's 1992 Dodge Caravan. I did not want a minivan. I, I tell you, it was, it was the worst thing I, I could think of getting. A friggin' minivan, it was brown, it had the, uh, the wood paneling on the side, but believe it or not, I loved that vehicle. You could fit so much stuff in it, and we went on all kinds of road trips, and it was great, but the problem with that thing was that the radiator kept leaking and always uh, needed replacing, and I, I, must, I must have replaced it two or three times. Uh, so I had that for maybe a couple years, and it was time to retire that because it was a 92, and the year was, what, maybe 2004, 2005? I don't know. Uh, so got a 1994 Ford Aerostar. It was green, and I had that for maybe two years. I don't remember having too many problems with it, but it was old and it was starting to fall apart. So sold that, and we went to the Dodge dealership here in town. The year was 2008, and we bought a 2003 silver Dodge Caravan. And had that for for years and years, and uh, I think actually Bishop's aunt has it now, even to this day. Uh, my grandfather gave me his 1995 Chevy Lumina at the same time, and I went to get that certified so that Trish and I would each have a vehicle, but uh, it needed like $2,500 worth of work, and it was already 20 years old at that point, so I was like, mm, no, and I sold it. And, and then 
I, I'd always wanted a classic vehicle of some kind by the time I turned 40. So, uh, when I was 34, I believe, the opportunity came up to buy a 1974 Volkswagen Beetle. It was orange with white paneling on the doors. And it was awesome, and I always meant to fix it up, but I never did, because I never had a place to fix it, and I never had the money, and I didn't have the know-how. So I, I ended up selling that. That was years later, though, after, uh, because in 2012, what I did was... Um, I bought the car I have now, actually, and it's a 2012 black Mazda 3 four-door sedan. That's what I've still got. It's nine, almost nine years old, eight and a half years old. I got it in April of 2012, and as I'm recording this, it's mid-November 2020, and it needs some, needs some help. It needs some work. Um, it's been slowly falling apart for years. It, uh, let me let me think here, it, uh, five years ago when I was heading back here from the Sioux for a visit for the weekend, a transport went by really close and the wind, or the pressure from the wind, or whatever it was, cracked my windshield in about six different places. And uh, that was five years ago and I never did get the window replaced. I I've been meaning to, I just haven't. So that's, uh, that's a $500 expense. The muffler needs to be replaced. It's cracked right at the catalytic converter. So that's, uh, depending on which garage I go to, anywhere from $1,000 to $1,200. Uh, and I just got my oil changed there the other day. And they, they took a look and they said that it needs uh, new back brakes. And uh, what's the other thing it needs in the back? Like, uh, not, not a shock or a strut or, you know, something. Something that it needs. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what he said, but it, uh, it was going to cost... Uh, another six or seven hundred dollars and uh, my alternator's going and that's another five hundred dollars and really the bumper is cracked in one spot so if I wanted to get that fixed up that's another thousand dollars but just to get the muffler the alternator and uh, the brakes and the other thing fixed up would be about twenty five hundred dollars roughly give or take and then another five hundred for the window and then whatever so it needs anywhere between two and four thousand dollars worth of work Really, is it, is it worth it? It's almost nine years old, so that's where my decision has come down to, am I going to buy a new vehicle or not? Well, after this message from the ESO network, we'll get into that. Hi, I'm Joe Heath. And I'm Tony Heath. And we've been watching Doctor Who for five years. So that makes us experts. Probably. I once heard a guy say that he listened to a four-hour podcast by an expert, which made him an expert. So we're experts. Definitely experts. And you can be an expert, too! All you have to do is listen to... The Watchathon of Rassilon! It's a podcast! That we make! Together! Sometimes with friends! Listen to it! Or else! The Watchathon of Rassilon! A proud member of the ESO Network. Okay, gang, you gotta check out that podcast that is also on the ESO Network, along with this one and my other show, The Rusted Robot Podcast. So anyway, I'm, I'm thinking about a new vehicle... There's a couple choices here that I have. Uh, I can I can fix this car that I have now, and hopefully it lasts another three or four years. Because uh, my son is going to turn 15 in a couple weeks, and I'd like to give it to him so that uh, when he's 16 or 17, he has the car to go around with. By that point, it'll be uh, more than 10 years old. Uh, but a free car is still a free car. I got several of those for my mom, so why not, right? Um, I'm thinking either fix it up or just scrap it 
and get something else. And I've got a couple of different ideas here, but the reason I don't want to scrap it just yet is because the two new cars that I, I'm thinking about, uh, they're not available yet. The extra cash, they're, they're going to be expensive, these cars. So in, in, in a few years, I'll be done paying support for my son. So that extra money that I'm spending now could be spent on a vehicle payment. So what are we thinking about exactly? Well, I'm going to pull up the website here, go to tesla.com, and the first vehicle that I really want to get is the Tesla Cybertruck. And the reason for this, of course, is I need something large because Julie and I bought a camp this past year, and we go out there every weekend in the summer usually, and she has an SUV and I have a little car. The SUV can hold a lot, my car cannot, but a truck would be more than adequate to bring stuff back and forth to camp, like a barbecue or a load of wood or whatever we're doing. So the Tesla Cybertruck is uh, not available yet. It's not available till late 2021. So that's another reason for my delay in wanting to uh, not get a vehicle just yet and drive my current car until the wheels fall off. So there are three different options for the Cybertruck. The single motor is now, of course, this is electric, so there's no gas involved. So, of course, you're going to save money right there. Uh, but the the single motor has a 250-mile range, can tow about uh, 7,500 pounds. The dual motor can go about 300-plus miles and tow 10,000 pounds. And the tri-motor option, 500-plus uh, mile range, 14,000-plus pounds... Now, I don't know what the prices are on these things. When, when they first came out, uh, the American price for the single engine was 39000 for the base model. I think uh, 49000 for the dual motor and 69000 for the tri-motor. As of right now, the Canadian dollar is worth about 75 cents US, or maybe that's backwards. But anyway, uh, our dollar is not worth as much as the American dollar at 25%, I guess. So anywhere from 40 to 50 to 70,000 American. Uh, and then if you want to get the full self-driving feature where it drives for you, that's an extra $10,000. So this thing is going to cost about as much as a small house if I choose to get that. But it's awesome. It's stainless steel and it should last me for the rest of my life, hopefully. So that, that is one option. Not available till the end of next year around this time or so. Maybe, maybe not. The other thing that I'm looking at is the Volkswagen Microbus, or as they call it, the ID Buzz. And what it is, is it's kind of like the old Volkswagen buses from the 60s and 70s, only updated and modern. And uh, apparently it's not going to be out until maybe 2022, so that's still a few years away. Let's see what we got here. I'm just looking at the website. It's only It only exists in concept form, but they are confirming that a production version will be sold in the United States. Uh, will that translate over here to Canada? I don't know. Uh, it says, though, that the all-electric powertrain is expected to provide around 300 miles of driving range, and the cabin will feature flexible seating configurations, and exterior will wear a uniquely nostalgic aesthetic. Let's see what we've got here. It's uh, They don't have a price for it, but they're estimating anywhere between starting at between forty and sixty thousand dollars so expensive 
because it's a van, it's a type of vehicle known for immense configurability and versatility. They just got some concepts of what they're thinking about and uh, fuel economy and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, it might be able to charge the battery up to 80% in as little as 30 minutes. Uh, and uh, apparently you can take out all the seats and it can do some self-driving as well. It looks like it would be pretty friggin' awesome, gang. The only problem is I've never had an electric vehicle. I don't know how the batteries hold up here in the extreme cold of northern Ontario, Canada, because it's stupid cold here. Uh, but of course, with global warming, maybe that's not a concern. Uh, maybe I'll need an, a boat because of the, the sea level rise. I don't know. That's, that's for future Sean to worry about. The only thing I know for now is that either I fix up my car and drive it for the next 10 years and just keep pouring more and more money into it, or hopefully it lasts another two or three years and I either get the, uh, the Volkswagen uh, minivan or the Tesla Cybertruck. Now, I've had minivans before and I know it's a soccer mom kind of thing, uh, but they're actually pretty awesome. They carry a lot of stuff. And, and they're just good to have, and I can haul a lot of stuff out to camp. I've never owned a truck. My brother Curtis has a truck. He swears by it. He says it's awesome. Um, but I'm used to my little crappy car that I can zoom in and out of traffic with, and I can get into parking spots downtown quite easily. And, and a truck, just the sheer size of it kind of scares me, just because I've never, well, I've driven trucks, but I've never owned a truck, and I've never driven one for any uh, particularly long amount of time so ah I don't know decisions have to be made eventually because this car is not going to last forever uh, Bishop's going to be 16 next December I'd like to give it to him in the summer after so what's that that's uh, the summer of 2022 and uh, yeah so that that's the idea if the car lasts that long we'll just have to wait and see I was just looking at regular minivans the other day because uh, the used car dealership here in town had a 2019 Dodge Caravan uh, with 30,000 kilometers on it for $30,000. So I looked up the regular price for a brand new one and it was $28,000 for a brand new one 2020 uh, with discounts and, and whatever because the 21 models are coming out. So there's lots of options, lots of different things I could do. It just depends on uh, what I want. Um, if I buy, just buy another used car that hopefully lasts me another five years, then uh, then I'll get the Cybertruck or the Microbus. It's uh, It's pretty much up in the air right now. Uh, first thing I have to do is make sure this car gets through the winter and then uh, maybe we'll revisit this topic again in the spring. So that's what's been going through my mind there, gang. Do you have any advice for me? Any uh, thoughts on this topic? I'd love to hear from you. You can uh, send an email to soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. I'll get back to you as soon as I can, probably right away, and maybe even read your uh, email on the air. That would be awesome. But uh, that's about it for now. I just wanted to have a quick what's going through my mind kind of episode. And that's pretty much what I'm thinking about these days. That's about it for now. So take care. And remember, all of your negative feelings towards yourself are inaccurate. And everyone actually likes you more than you think. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. And we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links and don't forget to share the show with everyone you know the soul forge podcast is your best source for living your best life think about it producing the first chevy of the 80s it's a chevy like no chevy you have ever seen
Citation, room for five, front wheel drive, and an EPA estimate of 24 miles a gallon. It's not only the first Chevy of the 80s, it's a whole new kind of compact car. Over the next few weeks, we're going to demonstrate all kinds of things the Chevy Citation can do. by your Chevy dealers now for a Citation demonstration drive. Chevy Citation! This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.